It's the British Wrestling Experience with Martin, Ollie, and Benno. Welcome to episode 15 of the British Wrestling Experience, right here on Post Wrestling. I'm Benno, and with me is Ollie Court. Uh, Ollie, how's it going? Hey, Benno. Yeah, it's going okay. I've gotten really, really into baseball since we last talked, and also have been boiling in the heat wave. So <laughs> it's <laughs> been an interesting couple of weeks. You've not yeah, been playing that uh, baseball manager game that uh, that John Pollock's been talking about at all the post shows, have you? It's like a, I, a version of football manager, I think. I, I, I have been. Have you? What's it called? <laughs> uh out of the park baseball oh right okay <laughs> uh so yeah maybe how's your season going pulled in um well i'm actually playing in the japanese league oh, okay. <laughs> right now and it's going <laughs> right okay. on i'm, in, there, I'm really. in the playoffs so well, i've <laughs> booked my place into the playoffs so i'll let you know how that goes next time that's a hook <laughs> oh, for the next going. episode already <laughs> i'm always like I, to be honest i used to be a big football manager guy i pay, play a lot of um total extreme warfare and he, everyone seems to be playing ewr at the moment there seems to be a thing on twitter doesn't there of everyone going yeah hacking. yeah and playing the game. I know Robert's big into EWR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he always posts the screenshots, doesn't he? I was, yeah. I'm always a fan. But I, 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 broken their leg. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. But I just find when I play it, I start getting mad at the players, like the wrestlers in real life. Yeah. Like, oh, there's that guy who I've been trying to book and trying to get over, and he just can't get himself over. And I get really angry. There was a, there was a, there was a point back in the day. Somebody did like a Brit Res mod, and there was a version of GPW that had me on it, and I was terrible. Oh, no. And I was booking myself, and I, I got got to a point where I was just like, you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even gonna try anymore. This guy's terrible. He's got nothing to offer. Uh, I'm starting to hate on myself, really. Every time someone does a leg lariat, I do, I do think of Benson Richards. <laughs> Thank you, mate. You might be the only one. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, no, local uh, regular listeners to this might notice that Martin's there, not here today. He's uh, got work commitments, but we're we're going to be here to to hold down the fort. Uh, <laughs> he'll be back on Saturday as we'll go through the re-debut of ITV World of Sport on yeah. a bit of a special. So you haven't got long to wait without uh, Martin, uh, our show. That's it, our fearless leader. Are you excited for that, Ollie, ITV World of Sports? Obviously, you're keeping yourself busy uh, playing uh, the baseball game, but there's G1 <laughs> going on, there's ITV coming up, there's, a, there's yeah. a lot going on in the world of wrestling to keep us busy. Oh, yeah, I mean, G1 Climax has been very, very fun uh, the first week of that. Um, obviously, you're doing very well in the post pickums, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> and our good friend JP is dominating voices of wrestling. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Yeah, way mentioned on one of the post G one shows that this was my avenue to brag, so I'll definitely take yeah. it. <laughs> I'm mainly only top because my name begins with a B. Uh, <laughs> I'm joint top, I think, with three other people. Uh, but I'll take it. It's all downhill from here. Uh, I I do the voices one usually as well. Uh, and I'm doing terribly in that one. That's true to form. I went with my gut, and my gut is terrible. Whereas mm. the post one, I thought, I've got my rep on the line here. I'm going to yeah. put some effort in, and so far it's paying off. But I don't know. At some point, it's going to fall off. And as for ITV World of Sport, I, I'm cautiously excited for it. <laughs> you know, um, I shouldn't have anything to do on Saturday tea time. So I'll plonk my... my behind down in front of the screen and watch will osprey definitely there you go that's it so there's something for everyone there and yeah, yeah british wrestling in front of a million to two million people on a saturday night let's it, see what happens yeah. it'll be an event at least yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see i've had like just family members and people like that saying oh do you know this this wrestling thing that's going to be on itv yeah. next week like, yep yep i know those guys yeah i'll get uh, my parents to watch it definitely <laughs> get some takes uh okay well let's uh let's move on to, on today's show we're going to talk uh some progress we're going to get into their latest 
VOD release, which is for Shade of Green, the Chapter 73 event. Uh, we're also going to talk some Fight Club Pro, as we haven't really uh, visited them in a little while, and talk their International Techers show. And we'll also get into all the uh, news and, uh, and normal items coming out of British wrestling over the last two weeks. But, Ollie, let's get into it. Progress is uh, first up on the docket. Uh, I'm sure you're excited to talk this. It's uh, They've got a show going on tonight at time of recording, uh, Chapter 74, so hopefully our hot takes on uh, two out of date by the time people listen to this but some of them i imagine they're going to be evergreen uh this was the birmingham show chapter 73 where we talked on the last episode of the british wrestling experience about the possibility this was on world cup final day and there was a lot of worry <laughs> what was going to happen and whether they were going to try and show the the world cup final in the middle of the show to and break things up uh they definitely dodged the bullet there with not doing that mm-hmm. but i did feel maybe ollie like i was watching this show coming from birmingham and i was thinking there were definitely a few people in the crowd who looked like they were keeping more of an eye on the phones than they were the show uh maybe that's uh part of why i thought the atmosphere was wasn't the best on this one yeah it was, it was kind of a quiet crowd in general um i thought i didn't have volume on too high because uh <laughs> our good our good friend was on commentary uh mr joseph glenn <laughs> um and yeah, I tend to not have it. I'll have him on too loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it just seemed a bit a bit muted all in all. And I'd probably, I mean, there's definitely talking points coming out of the show and a couple of good and bad storyline developments coming out of the show. But it it did feel like a show that was missing a bit of a blow away match. So it's it's almost difficult to say uh, where to start with this one. Uh, I suppose we should start with uh, the Travis Banks match. He is the mm. the Progress World Champion, although the match was non-title. Uh, I did make the mistake on our last show of mentioning that this was a title match. I just assumed it was. Apparently it was something to do with because cause Travis Banks wouldn't defend his title. They put him on early in the show. I think that was the, the kayfabe reason. Um but yeah, this Travis Banks title run, obviously he's going to be facing uh, Walter on the next show, Chapter 74, yeah. for the belt. I think the problem is going into his matches, you know the character that they're building at the moment, you know there's probably going to be a lame finish, as we both knew going into watching this show. The the, the going hard down this line of him being counted out and being this chicken shit heel, but yeah, I don't know, maybe a combination of it being non-title early on the show, and knowing that lame finish was coming for, you know, it's Tyler Bates and Travis Banks, I thought I'd be quite excited going into this one, but yeah, I just thought it was a, a little bit middling, and it, it, it what didn't really live up to to my expectations i don't know about you yeah we were talking earlier about um nxt uk and travis banks really impressing in in those shows Mm. being a fiery baby face and now he has to return to the day job of (laughs) being this snarky heel who has uh crap finishes to his matches and yeah obviously going on in the first half you kind of knew straight away that this would have tk cooper interference and bank silliness and I mean, compared comparing Tyler Bates, just his look to um, his match against Will Ospreay. Um, we'll talk about that later on in the show. But compare that where he came out super serious, compared to here where he was in full big strong boy character. You know, wearing his watch and <laughs> you know, like coming out like he was absolutely not dressed to wrestle and just not taking it very seriously. This was his Kenny Omega in pink tassels match where, you know, he was out there to have fun more than anything for at least the first half. And he got more serious later on, but, like, you can kind of tell his heart wasn't all the way in this and he was <laughs> looking to hurry back and watch the World Cup <laughs> in the back. Um, so, yeah, not the best performance from either guy. It kind of 
perfunctory almost it's a negative thing to say because it was still a decent match but yeah like I think Progress were already looking past this match towards Walter but I do think Bate will probably be the guy who wins this whole free and in thing so mm. you know he won't have to do all this shtick um, for too much longer and he can sink his teeth into something more serious yeah that's kind of my thought I when I originally thought well, it might be a title match I thought they've got to try and get Bate back into you know the title contention that yeah. the expectation was that he was going to win super strong style they yeah. were pretty much saying that on commentary <laughs> and saying, you know he was the favorite and yeah he yeah, was never yeah. beaten um, he's definitely definitely got to be in their plans um so yeah just a, a strange match t- to put together really uh again especially coming so early in the show it just it, it did feel hard to get invested um in this match and just get invested in i think i think part of it for me is just this travis banks title run i've just i've had my fill of it oh, no, um, no i've completely completely discarded it for the last like four yeah. or five months it's just been <laughs> it's been a nothing title reign very unfortunately because the build-up to it was good mm. and but it just seems like we're you know, a million years away from when he won uh, Infinity and that just incredibly genuine reaction for him winning the big one. And then just everything since then has just been slowly and slowly, like, lowering him, I guess, which was annoying. Apart from WWEK, where he got to show that fire again. And it seems like it's almost been exterminated, that fire, on the Brit scene, but he got to show it again in a new environment. And that's the level that Banks can perform at. That's the difficult thing, isn't it? Because, yeah, we're seeing him in his best role in NXT UK and seeing yeah. that's the Travis Banks we all want to see. And that's the Travis Banks who who won the Progress title and just threw a, yeah. a calamity of booking. We are where we are with him. And I always say I'm a big fan of him in the role, in the individual segments. Even in this match, I kind of I think he's entertaining but I just don't think it's productive for your world champion to be this much of a joke. And yeah, they should it, have pulled the plug on it a while ago and... I you think know, gone back to the drawing board with him. I really, I think, I mean, maybe the that obviously they're tied up in all this Wembley stuff that we're getting into yeah, at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, I think they, they they just need to pull the just pull the record on this one and just just call it really with, with Travis Banks. He just it even makes the like you know in this match Tyler Bates just looks like a bit of a dummy jumping back in the ring when everyone knew the count out was coming and everyone knew that and he he has to just be that this idiot babyface climbing back in the ring as Travis Banks who's been who's portrayed as a, a bit of an idiot gets to get one up on the babyface and. You know, you can say it builds heat, but I just don't know. It just it's a wacky kind of heat and yeah, there's got mm-hmm. to be an end in sight. I mean, Ollie you mentioned we might as well get into it here. You mentioned the <laughs> three in one title stuff, the big news that's happened in progress and we did allude to it on the last show because it did feel like it was lightly coming uh will osprey pulled himself from the wembley show uh coming up because he, of new japan commitments and it made sense well if will osprey's gonna pull out then surely zach saber jr who won super strong style who's supposed to be in the main event against travis banks for the title surely he's gonna pull out as well and it, it did come to fruition i've got some sympathy for progress they obviously had Mm. Uh, a plan in mind um probably originally with with tyler bate or whoever else was supposed to win strong style they had to make a decision on the night and put the put the the win on somebody so they gave it to zack saber now new japan are, are pulling zack saber jr so they've got to 
come up with a plan again and their idea is with this upcoming uh, the chapter tonight and the upcoming us tour uh, and then one chapter after any singles tell me if i get this right ollie because it's very complicated (laughs) but any singles any wrestler in a singles match who can get three wins in a row in singles matches will put himself in the wembley main event tag matches don't count I don't think title matches count. That's a little bit of a, a gray area. Yeah, um, it's it's really weird that only like some of the roster is are in eligible. It. Yeah, and yeah. also a lot of them are Americans, <laughs> like who are definitely not going to be in it. So Ricky it's... Shane Page is in there, isn't oh, he? Yeah. It's a possibility. Could make a run to Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of it all? I mean, it's just they they were stuck, weren't they? They had to oh, come yeah, up with something, yeah. and you can say that it, it makes these uh, America shows feel a little bit more important. Throwaway matches become a bit more important. Yeah. But it does seem a little bit complex to to be running this alongside the Thunder Bastard tag series that's happening as well. It just seems a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, they they do like regimenting a lot of things. Like it's not, <laughs> I'm gonna say it again, but it's not very punk rock to have all these like leagues and like, scenarios to play out. It's it's a bit head scratchy, but as we say, like they've been put into a difficult situation like with the Tyler Bate injury originally and then having Zack Sabre Jr. win because they couldn't really put it on anyone else um and now obviously the New Japan situation losing Zack Sabre from that that main event and I I think that would have been a big main event whoever he faced probably Mm. Tyler Bate or Walter um and yeah it's unfortunate they've lost that but now they can craft something new for the free and in is a bit it's a bit silly, it's a bit gimmicky, but maybe they can do something cool with it. Um, what I am worried about is if it's going to be a multi-person match, <laughs> because um, it's well documented my dislike of like main event triple threat matches, and obviously they've done that a couple of times in progress history. Mm-hmm. I just prefer you know a straight one-on-one Walter versus Tyler Bate. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> they do try and do that for the big shows, don't they? And yeah, I, I could when they when they put it that way, and it was going to be whoever gets to to three wins. It does feel ripe, doesn't it, for for more than one person to to do that? Uh, I mean, I guess we'll see, but yeah, it just uh, I don't know. I, I I can't off the top of my head. I can't think of. I mean, we should probably be glad, shouldn't we? They're not doing another Thunder Bastard. That's usually their go to when they're uh, <laughs> yeah. when they're stuck to to get a contender, but yeah, not the best. And I, I mentioned then it's running alongside this tag team Thunder Bastard, and it kind of ties into another big story coming out of Progress Chapter Seventy Three, which is the the breakup of uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Haskins tag Ooh. team. Cause <laughs> Mark Haskins has somehow found himself eligible for this three and in series. Yeah. Um, which is a, a little bit odd because he was in the Thunder Bastard tag series. And to, to get there, it, it felt like they pulled the trigger quite early. They've been telling this story with Flash Morgan Webster, teaming with Mark Haskins, being uh, aligned with Jimmy Havoc. He was on a, a losing streak as a babyface. He became this reluctant heel in, in a tag team with Mark Haskins. On, on this show, him and Mark Haskins beat Jack Sexsmith and, and David Starr to continue on in the Thunder Bastard series. So he was kind of on a, a bit of a winning streak as a heel, only to, at the end of this match, turn on Mark Haskins and I think become... I don't think it was a babyface turn. It felt like a heel turn. Yeah, heel the, the, to heel. <laughs> heel to heel, yeah. And have Wild Boar, who's you know known to yeah. Progress fans, who's been around in the past. He's very much linked to, to Flash Morgan Webster. And 
him and Wild Boar are going to be taking the place of him and Mark Haskins in mm. this Thunderbusted series when you've got to put out several videos of Glenn Joseph trying to explain <laughs> the, the ins and outs of, of how this is logical and, and why it's happening. That's when you maybe know you're onto a bit of a loser. I mean, what do you make of that, that booking decision as a whole and, and the Flash Morgan Webster story tying into this match on Chapter 73? Never explain. <laughs> uh, well... I mean, this is why Progress shouldn't do something that lasts for, like, four or five months, because they get bored before they can complete it and have to <laughs> mix it's it the... up with, with booking and stories or whatever have you. It's the Bound it's... for Glory series problem, isn't it, T? And I used to run into this every time. They'd plan out these yeah, months, yeah. and then someone would get injured, or they'd run out of shows to put matches on. It just never works, does it? I mean, somehow they've turned to Jimmy Havoc and Mark Haskins tag team and they've um, Theseus has shipped it, or um, Sugar Babes that they've ma- they've com- changed all the component parts into <laughs> a completely different <laughs> heel team, and had them take over their points. It's it's bizarre to say the least. Havoc's off doing singles. Haskins is now going to go off and do signals, and it's now Team Never Explained is now Webster and Wild Boar. <laughs> I mean, who saw that coming six months ago? It's it's bizarre, but um, I mean. As long as I leave my brain at the door, like it's actually an upgrade as a team and also lets Havoc and Haskins do better things than this played out team. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a it's very silly. It makes light of this tag team series that they're doing, which is, <laughs> you know, it's still got two more months to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it also definitely means Webster and Wild Ball will win that, <laughs> that yeah, Thunderbastard they- match. They've got the points already, haven't they? But again, even winning this Thunderbastard series, all it means is you get the you come out last in the Thunderbastard match. It's just all of this for like a it's like a WWE doing a, a six month plan for where you come out in the Royal Rumble. Mm. Uh, so, you know, some might like that that long term build, but yeah, it does lead yeah. to as long to as you leave your brain at the door, it's, <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> hey, it's a it's a way to fill cards, isn't it? I mean, yeah, any, anything yeah. notable for you on this is a match, uh, Sex Smith and Star against Webster and Haskins? Or... Uh, not particularly <laughs> i'm afraid i think that's um, kind of the, the problem angle isn't was, it? yeah and the angle was the main story here definitely yeah i think that's the thing with this thunder bastard series it is very much a, a way of filling cards um and just having you know things that you can put together before this big wembley show yeah yeah, yeah it just tends to be another match i, I would say i mean i'd look david star someone I, I would have preferred to he's someone i wouldn't mind getting taken out of this thunder bastard tag series i do think they could do more things with him as a, mm. a top singles guy in progress but right, the, the the hands seem to be a little bit tired they can't take everybody out of the thing um so yeah we're kind of left with this these weird fractured two tournaments going along each other at the same time um i mean we we talked quite a bit of a negative there on the progress booking uh there's a couple more negatives maybe uh, later <laughs> yeah, in the I was show as well at, but put a big red uh, circle <laughs> around a certain match well should we do it should we do a positive ollie uh, just a yeah, positive okay, yeah. from me Ed, we'll eddie dennis i will say as far as this birmingham show um I think that's one thing that Progress are doing right. You can say that, okay, the hand has been forced. And I've said that, you know, if if Eddie Dennis hadn't been injured, we probably would have got his match with Mark Andrews by now. But the fact that he was out injured um, and the fact that I think Wembley's on the horizon and as we've mentioned, the losing matches are at a rapid pace from Wembley. So I think they are going to hold on to Eddie Dennis and Mark Andrews till then. I thought the booking of Eddie Dennis on this show was really smart. They had him, uh, this was his comeback match uh, against yeah. Danny Jones. And rather than having a match, he got himself DQ'd straight away 
away, announced his own DQ on the mic, cut that classic heel Eddie Dennis promo that he's become so good at this year, um, and then it led to, to Mark Andrews making the save. So we got an angle rather than a match, but I do think it's an example of the, the stuff for progress can do well, yeah. the, the stories they can uh, tell uh, from time to time. This is the best story they've done since Havoc and Osprey. It's mm. absolutely fantastic, and Eddie Dennis has really grabbed the ball by the horns and made it his own thing, made it like an identifiably progress angle, if that makes any sense. You couldn't mm. really do this in any other promotion because it just feels like a progress angle. This is this is heyday progress in 2018, and that's excellent because I think we've all been sort of crying out for this kind of thing. They mm. can do these sort of very story heavy uh feuds um very very well <laughs> it's just they haven't been doing it or they've been doing it in a weird way previous to now but yeah this is like hearkening back to like the heyday of the havoc angles eddie dennis just has so much legitimate bile in him and this match is going to be off the charts when they eventually do it at wembley that's it it's just there it's that legit it feels real doesn't it and i think yeah a big part of you know the booking of it i will you know i'll hold my hands up i'll say it's been really really good but i think a big part of what makes this work is eddie dennis and mark andrews know their characters they know their history and progress yeah. they you said it's a very progress they have that history yeah exactly they, they can reference you know things that happened in early chapters and yeah. you know mark andrews title win that that you, you often forget even happened in a in early progress law they can bring all those things up it's uh, it's almost, I mean, a slight negative on this tied into that that three it three and in title yeah, stuff. Why Eddie is Eddie Dennis, Dennis in it? <laughs> he's going to be. Oh, they haven't got many singles guys, have they? Yeah. Uh, it, it does undercut this. I what I would say is a great idea. He but doesn't he want already to wants anyway. to face Andrews. Yeah, yeah, but also, but he, he cut a promo, didn't he? Where he, yeah. uh, I think it was on, they released it online, where he was saying, "Well, this is a real opportunity. I'll wrestle for this." So it hurts it a little bit. Um, but again, I suppose needs must. But yeah, I, I would say I'm quite high on the on the work of both men and, and of the story going forward. And they're gonna need it come Wembley if uh, if anyone matches yeah. fall apart. I thought Danny Jones was an excellent sacrificial lamb for him as well. <laughs> oh, the poor fella, he's he, the progress have been giving him a role, so I'm sure he's happy. But you yeah. know, yeah, I, I had... would like to see him in a proper match, like where he's the focus in yeah. progress, yeah. because yeah, so far he's with... only really had tag matches and, and that one with Danny Duggan. Up. Yeah. yeah, that one with Danny Duggan where it was all about uh, Eddie Dennis uh, on yeah. the outside. He, he's not really had a, a true shot yet, but yeah, I think it's fair to say he's uh, he's done well with the the limited role he's got. Um, I mean, another story coming out of this, or a story progress to trying to tell long term, Jimmy Havoc was in the main event against Drew Parker. Um, they're telling a story that in some ways I, I do really like the, the trying to, Jimmy Havoc has lost death matches in, in recent times to Joey Janela he lost to Spike Trevay and now he, he loses to Drew Parker in the main event of this show um, I like that they're trying to it's this story of he's not himself we want to resurrect the old Jimmy Havoc for this uh, this feud with Will Ospreay. I think a lot of it's the fact that they can't get Will Ospreay on every show, so this is a way to tell part of that story without Ospreay being there. I- I'd say maybe the negative is that we've seen a lot of death matches on progress shows uh, in the last few months. Uh, what did you make of this as a main event, and, and what do you think of the, the feud uh, as they're trying to tell it? Yeah, I think it's definitely been the most interesting Havoc's been in a while. It's much better than um, Team Never Explain, but <laughs> As a main event, yeah, this was kind of weird and not of the same kind of standard that Progress main events have had, especially like the the car crash Progress main events, which I do enjoy. Mm. Um, 
as you say, they're a bit desensitized to these kind of matches. Um, I thought the Trevay match was better than this, and obviously Havoc's more classic death matches against Osprey and uh, Paul Robinson, who made an appearance at the end here. Hmm. Um, obviously had a lot more meaning to this. Um, I'm still not completely sold on Drew Parker. Like, <laughs> obviously he does a lot of crazy shit, and <laughs> he has no care for his body at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that can be very entertaining. But like as a wrestler, like maybe he's like this kind of status as like a main eventer already so young into his career. I I don't know. Like I don't know if he's ready for that kind of stature. Like Havoc just Havoc's character just kind of dominated his in this match, and he like Havoc I guess stayed true to himself a bit more. But mm. Parker just hasn't like found that cadence yet, and that will come with time, obviously. But he just hasn't like got that defined character down yet beyond like the promo picks and stuff. I think the death match stuff is kind of a bit of a mask at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. With him, it's a it's a bit of a, a crutch, but it's also I mean, it's getting his name out, isn't it? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like, he's so- doing the right things, definitely, and <laughs> um, building his career. But yeah, mm. I don't want him to like sprint before he can run, you know. I think that's fair. I mean, yeah, I thought he was solid in the match. I, I'd agree with you that it was a, uh, it wasn't up there with you know the the big no DQ slash death matches that Progress have had. And I think part of it's the fact that okay, there's the Jimmy Havoc story, but there's no real hatred there between Drew Hart. Drew yeah, Harper there's no reason Havoc. why they would want to go doing these things to each other beyond oh havoc's a bit sad yeah and they're nutters Uh, i mean i think the best comparison is uh remember that that show in manchester with pete dunn and jimmy havoc where they had a death match Uh, i think it was for the progress title at the time and that again that that's the kind of match that I think Jimmy Havoc, Jimmy Havoc is good at this style of match, but that was more of a, a classic progress style of match, whereas this yeah. was just, I don't know, it felt very taking turns with the, the big spots. Um, and also there was a, I mean, there was good stuff. You know, there was a, the finish was a, a 450 onto thumbtacks, which, you you know, it takes a, a lot of guts to do, but it oh, didn't yeah. feel like yeah. the, the crowd were particularly into this one either. Yeah, it just felt thing. like... Yeah, I did want to say that, like, the atmosphere, I think, makes a lot of these progress mm. car crashes. As you say, the, the Pete Dunne versus Jimmy Havoc main event from one of Progress's best shows ever mm. in Manchester, um, that had a real atmosphere to it. And it felt like when they were doing the really dangerous stuff that the crowd were like fully into it and like like gasping and like <laughs> trying to run away. Whereas this was a bit more muted. It was a bit like, oh, we've kind of seen all this before. Mm. And then, yeah, it's... It's hard to put your finger on it exactly, but it was a bit... Um, it didn't have that sense of occasion that some yeah. of these progress car crashes do have. So I, if it was just lower on the card, maybe it would have sort of slotted into a role better. But as a main event, I don't know if it like propped up the show as yeah. well as it could have. I think they just didn't want to do clean-up afterwards, did they? That's probably what it is. <laughs> Go back and watch the World Cup, yeah. <laughs> That's it. I mean, you mentioned as well a, a big facet the story. They had, well, I think it's a big facet. They had Paul Robinson uh, yeah. come out and, and try and stop Jimmy Havoc from beheading Drew Parker. The, beh- the, the wacky act stuff with Jimmy oh, Havoc is... Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's progress have been doing that for years it is a callback to the previous jimmy havoc character but it's always just so it, it he's not going to chop his head off i think we all know that um, yeah. getting Paul Robinson in. involved is a good idea though because i do like yeah, that like he does have that like heart and soul of progress mm-hmm. thing about him and obviously he's intrinsically tied to osprey and havoc so getting him involved will get some emotion in, in into these matches into this feud 
Definitely. I'd like to see him involved. I know he hasn't, uh, he, he's not wrestling in progress for a long time, but I think that's something you could do, isn't it? Whether it's a, a tag match or, or something uh, with him involved, or even if it's a, a big angle where he's having to choose between the two. I do think there's a, there's avenue there and, uh, and ways to fill the shows before mm. we uh, get to Wembley in September. Um, one other note then on the show that I did want to go into, one other, uh, we, we talk negatives. Uh, I can't go further while talking about Rob Lynch and TK Cooper. Um, TK Cooper in a, atlas t- yeah. title number one contenders match by Just... the time this comes out he may well be the atlas champion good god no it can't happen ollie honestly i just i mean this is a division that you know rampage brown set it up matt riddle kind of took it to new new heights then we had the the awesome walter run it's kind of cool that we've got Doug Williams as this veteran as the champion, but if it goes to TK Cooper, uh, I just don't know what they're doing. Um, if this started as a, as a joke on the last chapter of TK Cooper, kind of arguing the toss on Twitter and asking what he'd get out of uh, winning that tag match when he was teaming with Travis Banks against Walter and Jack Sexsmith and mm. making jokes about joining the Atlas division and he's here. Uh, and it, it just feels like a joke that they've taken oh, yeah. too far. It's, it's a rib. It has to be, right? It, it it's got to be. be. A rib. Because, you know, we talked a lot about the crowd on this show, but the crowd were just, didn't really know how to take this match. Rob Lynch is someone, I mean, I, we've got to get into Rob Lynch and his yes. Tomohiro Ishii ripoff gear. But uh, he's someone. It's, it's Tomohiro-ish. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> and he, but he's someone who's, he turns up on the odd progress card. He, he couldn't look more out of place in the year 2018. I know... Uh, I'm guessing he, you know, he's he's obviously friendly with the progress owners, and they want to give him a chance, and they keep bringing him back. He's Valhalla one month, then he's uh, mm. battle tested Rob Lynch. Now he's like you say, Tomorishi ish. Um, but I, I just felt like the crowd were just one. They didn't know how to take TK Cooper, and two, I don't think anyone really buys Rob Lynch in, in was, progress at this point. This was a head scratcher to say the least. I I, I first saw these Tomorishi knockoff tights at. Um the frontline show which oh, he was yeah. on i was gobsmacked like i was like stifling <laughs> a laugh for like a good two minutes because like in it as well as in it like on his shirt it's like the bullet club ripoff shirt like battle tested in the bullet club logo so this is a man who's watched definitely at least five <laughs> new japan matches he's been watching he's thought, new japan on access i'll have that <laughs> i'll have a bit of this and a bit of that because that's what the kids like and yeah, like it's it's astonishing seeing him just literally wearing Tomohiro Ishii's gear, but in red, Ugh. and like with the logos in all the same places as well. It is it's truly astonishing. It's um, just sad, isn't it? He comes out and he cuts a promo about you know a year ago here in Birmingham. I he says I he doesn't say we tore the roof <laughs> off against War Machine. Obviously not wanting to mention his uh, his former tag partner, <laughs> and he just looks completely out of place. And you. I felt sorry for him, but not in a way of like, oh, I've got sympathy for this character, just in a way of, yeah, this is a, a bit of a relic of progress's past. And even after the match, there was just a, a real awkward silence and just a, a strange one. What is this yeah. Atlas Division came and to, Ollie? TK Cooper as well. Like this time last year, he was coming back with Dahlia Black and the roof getting blown off um, the ballroom. And he felt like a major star. He was in bowler and then he got injured. And since then, it's just, I don't know what happened. Like, um, his progress booking's gone into the bin, and I wish, like, I don't know, like, what the situation is, but I wish he could, like, stand up for himself a little more and be like, no, you can't book me like this. I'm taking my ball and going elsewhere where they're going to treat me like the star that I am. Mm -hmm. It's almost like he's accepted being 
booked like this and now he's just become this this sort of like mid-card joke and it's a shame because he was on top of the world not too long ago and he still can be he still has that talent it hasn't gone anywhere (laughs) he's still a talented wrestler it's just uh, he's been sucked into this progress black hole (laughs) but there's a there's a plan there must be a a grand plan obviously that's i was gonna say yeah there's two alternate universes listening to this podcast right now and one of them is a universe where he's atlas champion uh that could well be the case so maybe maybe that's the payoff maybe that's where he uh, he put his foot down i don't know he's just he does feel like a bit of a lost cause in progress he's back to being as you mentioned a comedy character when he had so much uh promise uh he came back so hot and now he's just kind of languishing so yeah just a a sad match of on all accounts really and a, and a sad uh, assessment of the the atlas division i would say um before we move on then ali before we uh, go on to fight club pro uh any other highlights for you from this this progress show it wasn't a a, a great show from an in-ring point of view but i did think killer kelly and tony storm uh, oh, yeah. delivered a solid match Definitely, Storm and Kelly had have excellent chemistry, obviously, from WXW and getting to showcase that here. Kelly, obviously, she didn't have the best of times in NXT UK. Mm. And I think a lot of people have seen her for the first time and sort of judged her based on that. But, I mean, she's having really good matches now, like, across the board, everywhere she goes. Um, like, her time in WXW, she's gotten so much better. And, you know, she feels like an important part of european women's wrestling now so like she's not quite on the level of a tony storm but give it a couple of years she's on that trajectory i think and tony storm got there in a, in a similar way through the wxw academy and then going on to bigger stuff from there so yeah like i, I really liked what i saw here and also the opener between andrews and phantasmo mm. i mean that, that was really fun as well that just got me in the mood for the whole show i think it really set up the rest of the show even when stuff wasn't as good as that like I was still enjoying it. Uh, I I think that match put the smile on my face, and nothing was gonna wipe it off, <laughs> no matter how bad Tomohiro ish was. <laughs> oh, good, great assessment of the show there. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think that I El, El Fantasmo, somebody who I definitely like to see more in progress. I wasn't as high as you on on that match with Mark Andrews. I thought it was a solid, solid little match. Yeah, to start but the like show. it was a good way to start things off, and I liked it's the, an opening. It was it? A, it was a progress show that didn't start off with like a twenty minute British Strong Style comedy segment, which <laughs> like as as funny as it is, like it just. It doesn't get you in the mood for wrestling at all, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. We'll, we'll all take that then uh, over one of those matches. The yeah. British Strongs that were on the show, weren't they? In that six in the six man, sorry, tag team match with Kings of the North. Not much to say on that one either, though, is there? Trent, uh-huh. This was the Trent and Pete version, which I do like seeing. They had a, a great yeah, match. Yeah, the, uh, the classic version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they had a, even in Progress Store as well, they had a great match with uh, with Matt Riddle and David Starr. And yeah, as you mentioned, they were they were the, the original uh, team before uh, Tyler got involved. Um, but yeah, it, it does feel like, uh, I mean, before we move on, Pete Dunne in, in Progress... It, while I suppose they can't get Ilya on all of the shows, matches like this just seem to be... It's just they try and find a way to get him on the show, don't they, really, yeah. at this point? It's just, uh, okay, we'll throw him on there in a tag with Trent. We'll bring back that version of British Strong Style. They can have a fun old match and we'll we'll get to the Ilya stuff later. We'll yeah, they absolutely cannot side. book him like this <laughs> in the next two months. Like, fair enough, they can have a fun little Pete Dunne mm. appearance here they need to gear up for this Ilya match because (laughs) Christian Michael Jacoby is, you know, selling the stuffing out of this match, you know, big money fight and all that. Like (laughs) WXW in 30 seconds have done more than progress have in four months. Progress need to nail this match because it is, 
you know, it is a big match and it can be built as a major, major moment in European wrestling and they cannot have done in seven playing silly bollocks in the run-up yeah. to it. Definitely, yeah. So let's hope uh, we'll get to some more segments. If we get some more uh, Christian Michael Jabot, we'll be over uh, doing more in-ring talking. Just a couple of just in-ring segments with the three of them. It'll sell yeah. a match on its own. So hopefully we've got that to come and yeah, we're not going to just have Pete Dunne just uh, spinning his wheels for the for the next couple of months. Uh, moving on then, let's uh, let's talk some. Uh, we mentioned we're going to talk Fight Club Pro. Uh, we haven't really uh, been back to talk Fight Club Pro in a, in a few months, Ollie. This was the International Techers event that's uh, just come out on VOD. Uh, we're going to go through the, maybe the main talking points yeah. here of the shows. I haven't felt as, I don't know, enthusiastic as Fight Club Pro on Fight Club Pro this year as I did last year. I think there's just... I've not been, I've not myself been going to as many of the shows, so maybe that plays a part of it as well. But I think the the biggest criticism I've had of Fight Club Pro in the past is the fact that a lot of the shows don't seem to really matter. It's matches for matches' sake. Shows are put together on the day of. But on this International Techers show, I would say that they they are attempting to put a bit of a storyline together. They've got Chris Brooks mm. as the as the lead heel now. Uh, I mean, that's probably the, the main thing coming out of the show. What have you been? Uh, what's your interest level been of a uh, Fight Club Pro lately, Ollie? And did uh, did this show do much to uh, to peak it? Yeah, my interest has kind of been in the bin, to be mm. honest, because it has literally just become UKPWG. Um, you know, and every time it seems they're attempting big angles, like last year when this time last year when Chris Brooks won the Fight Club Pro title, and they did nothing with that for six months until he fought Millie, Millie McKenzie, and then Ginny attacked Millie McKenzie, yeah. and then they did nothing with that for six months until <laughs> t- this show. <laughs> so it has been very difficult to sink your teeth into Fight yeah. Club Pro recently. If you go to the show, you have a good night, you have fun, you see some good matches, but oh, yeah. there's just there's nothing, there's no identity to really grasp and get into, and they haven't cared to do that because they've been making money <laughs> well enough without it that they just haven't bothered to do that or they don't see it as necessary and it like at the end of the day is just a place for the guys to have fun (laughs) and have good matches and Mm. yeah like let progress work themselves into a (laughs) into a twist with all these crazy angles there's definitely negatives in this to go on that route sometimes simpler it can be better but yeah there's definitely a line where you know you can you can lose my interest um i mean to talk specifics uh this show kind of Early on the show, we had uh, Martin Zaki, uh, the owner of Fight Club Pro. Uh, he's terrible on the mic, but he had a bit of a, a back and forth with Chris Brooks, who's kind of gone, he's finally gone full heel again in Fight Club Pro. It's like he's mad at his dad. That's what it feels like. It's like a father-son relationship that's gone bad, him and uh, Martin Zaki. They they set up in this uh, early show uh, promo angle with Walter coming out and joining uh, CCK. They took out the, the the knee of Kyle Fletcher, which was a, a bit of an indication what was to to come on later on the show. Um, what you make of it as an angler? What you make of Brooks in this role? Um, there is a temptation. Brooks gets cheered pretty much everywhere he goes. Mm. He's trying to be a heel proper again in, in Fight Club Pro again. Uh, did he convince you in this segment? I, this heel stable does have a lot of potential. The Chris Brooks, Kid Like Us, Walter, and Kyle Fletcher turning in the main event. Mm. Um, yeah, it does. It's very Fight Club Pro, and like Fight Club Pro does have a history of having these four-man heel stables with Kill Yourself um, from way back when, um, and that was good stuff when I saw that. So 
it, it does feel authentically Flight Club Pro, whatever that means now. <laughs> um, and I would like to see where it goes, but like I just can't trust them because you know they've done these big angles before and then not followed them up at all. Mm-hmm. So other than they're now being a heel stable, I don't really know what's going to happen. I will say Carl Fletcher's promo at the end was really good and Chris Brooks backing him up as well. And like putting the title that isn't theirs, it's Mako Satamura's, but <laughs> they have possession of the belt onto Fletcher, does set up a cool match between him and Satamura. And it, that's a big test for Fletcher, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, <laughs> you know, I've been burnt before by these big show closing Flight Club her angles, thinking they're <laughs> about to launch into something completely different, and they just haven't. So, yeah. you know, I'll keep it very much at arm's length until there's some, you know, a couple of shows worth of actual build-up to something. That's kind of how I feel, because, they, I mean, they've got a show coming up this weekend, Big Strong Boys, on Friday. Yeah, and they that re- sounds like the memeiest show of all time. <laughs> yeah, they got Walter Omari announced in a bit of a cluster tag, but not much uh, in the sense of, you know, what's going to happen going forward with the with the Brook stuff and, and with the Kyle Fletcher stuff. I mean, I would say, yeah, in isolation, I did think uh, Kyle Fletcher was great in his heel promo after the match. I liked him being mad at uh, all the imports Fight Club Pro bringing in and the fans were chanting, you're an import, Adam. Uh, that was uh, yeah. a fun, No, it fun was a really segment. good promo and he, he was carrying himself very well. Um, oh, like, definitely. Yeah. I think he kind of, he played it really well. You know, we mentioned the opening angle where, you know, he got taken out with the injury and then at the start of this main event, he kind of came out limping, wanting to fight and got put to, you know, told by his teammates to go to the back. I liked all that stuff. I thought he acted it out really well. And, and they obviously... Davis as well sold it really well. Oh, brilliant. I think that that's what really worked about it because <laughs> there was kind of, they had him, didn't they, go after Travis Banks first? That was the term when he hit him with the chair. And it kind of, I mean, the temptation was probably to go straight to him turning on Davis. But I kind of liked Davis trying yeah. to, you know, looking in disbelief, trying to grab him before being hit himself. There were people screaming in the crowd. It, it did work in the moment. It, yeah. It gets undercut a little bit by the fact that, you know, the next night they're working in RevPro and they're, <laughs> they're a team again. Yeah. And everywhere else we see them. It? Yeah, they're a team again, and it does bring up that that Brit Res problem of yeah of the different universes. But in isolation, I'm definitely interested in. It. It's not something you ever would have uh, would have seen coming. Um, I mean, another thing from a storytelling perspective, uh, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I, I appreciated that that Jimmy Havoc was his replacement in the match, kind of reigniting that feud that he had with Chris Brooks. If anyone remembers that, that, that was a thing uh, that kind of got forgotten in uh, in Fight Club Pro. Oh, we also got the return of the uh, the picture picture red box for the main events as well so we've got plenty of, of good stuff there Ollie. Mm-hmm. it was uh certainly certainly interesting um and yeah even if it i suppose it'll be it'll be proven uh, how they deliver going forward on uh and how they tell the story but hopefully uh it's something for them to anchor the shows and and something to uh to keep us all coming back definitely yeah uh, um obviously the probably the biggest news apart from the show closing angle from this show was bait versus osprey for the mm. first time ever um <laughs> which is kind of annoying because i would have preferred it to have been like properly built up rather than just you know pwg dream match but i mean it was still a very impressive sight and they did some 
radical shit, as the kids say. Oh, God. And it about as... I, I was going into this. I mean, it's WWE UK versus New Japan, Ali. What a, what a big match. But it, it kind of said... To, it was it says something to me, but this is about as interesting as a match as I can imagine Tyler <laughs> having. I can't imagine with that NXT UK roster there being much more uh, interesting yeah. you could do with Tyler. Well, I mean, Benton. he cared in this match. <laughs> yeah, unlike that's the in, difference, uh, isn't it? <laughs> Travis Banks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... I, I, I kind of say this match falls under maybe the category of criticism of the, the Fight Club yeah. plural malaise for me. There, were, there was a point in the match where Tyler hits a, an elbow off a, off an Oscutter attempt and the, he hits a big spiral tap and the Osprey comes off the top on a... I think he was supposed to take a runner and land on his feet, but he took the bump anyway. And they had all these awesome first-class exchanges, but I did think during all that awesomeness, what's it for? What, yeah, what, why, why can't these two... there be a story backing this up it, or like yeah. just a promo or anything <laughs> yeah. why do they care so much is it the pride thing is it WWE UK versus New Japan maybe if I could provide commentary and someone was selling that point I might have yeah. uh, bought into it a little bit more but I mean yeah I mean, the people in the building seem to be big into this match and yeah as a as a standalone match I mean these are, are two of the best in the country and this was worlds uh, above the, the match that Tyler had with Travis Banks that we mentioned earlier yeah, this was this was high class stuff. Um, very very impressive. Um, you know, I, I've often said like Bait maybe isn't quite on the level of Osprey, and I'd still probably back that point up. But mm. like, I mean, he's looking <laughs> very very good now. Um, like, he's matching his potential <laughs> or yeah. even exceeding it, and that's very very exciting. Um, you know when he gets the chance to he can really really go and you know he doesn't always give it full effort and who can really blame him i think we're almost spoiled by will osprey always killing himself no matter what match he's in um <laughs> and we sort of forget that wrestlers are human <laughs> yeah. um and will take nights off or just do sticky stuff especially when they're big stars and can do it anyway um but when bait turns it on he can really turn it on and we saw that here it's the same as Pete Dunne, isn't it? Match for match, if you look at Tyler Bates' output, um, you know, his big matches, then he's as good as anybody. I mean, yeah. he, him and, he just dragged Trent Seven to a five-star match on NXT TV. <laughs> I mean, Trent Seven is in the list of Dave Meltzer five-star matches, and I think a lot of that's... That's, uh, that's a good thing. <laughs> he's got, it I'm is. Oh, you know, the, the next Fight Club Pro Show, he's going to spend 20 minutes on the mic bragging about it. But <laughs> I think a big part of it is that he can lean on Tyler, can't he? To, I mean, he did his part in that match, but yeah, Tyler's a, yeah. a big part of that act. And yeah, I think that Tyler's just, as far as in-ring goes and the matches go, I've got some misgivings about him, maybe as a bit of a, you know, as, as promos in a WWE setting, uh, leave a bit to, the, to be desired, but bell to bell, yeah, he, he's as good as anybody we've got. So, yeah, great to to see him uh, pulling out here with Will Ospreay, who, uh, who himself as well, he felt special here. I think there's something about the fact that you don't often see Will Ospreay in, in yeah, a Fight Club Pro. Definitely. You don't see him often, you know, when he did those odd appearances in Attack, um, you kind of forget how, how good Ospreay is, don't you, sometimes when you get used to, to seeing him too much. Yeah, he's a great small venue wrestler as well as a big venue wrestler. Definitely. Uh, I mean, we've waxed lyrical about Osprey enough on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, any other notes on uh, on Fight Club Pro before we move on on this show? Uh, not a, a huge... I mean, I'd say people should go out the way to see that match. Um, there wasn't much else on the show that I'd recommend. Mm. I don't know about you. Yeah, once again, the Omari booking, I'm kind of shaking my head at. He gets his big win and then is relegated to nothing <laughs> multi-man <laughs> matches for the next six months. And again, they teased an angle with Mark Haskins a couple of shows ago and have done nothing with mm. that since. So yeah, it's just, it's impossible to 
you know, it's Boy Who Cried Wolf stuff with Fight Club Pro at this point. Like, they do a big angle and then don't follow it up. So it's very difficult to get excited for the big angle when it happens. And also the Pro Wrestling Revolver tag titles are disgusting. <laughs> um, I do <laughs> like the, the Bruiser Mate team and classic Fight Club Pro booking of adding a third team into a match for no reason. <laughs> They're just there and they want to come to the after party. Yeah. So yeah, let's throw them in the match. Um, and yeah, this was the everyone get their shit in match Xavier and Wentz beating the bruiser mates and the besties um you know everyone flying around the ring and you know a good time was had by all (laughs) um and the revolver tag titles go back to America and the bruiser mates are sad but they're still gonna be teaming so if Dunn is gonna do stupid stuff in between WWUK shows the I mean, this is far from the worst that he could be doing, teaming with Millie, mm-hmm. giving her the rub and doing something fun that adds to the shows. Yeah, the Bruiser Mates is a good name. I do like that. It's, uh, it kind of, it just, it's basically what they, what he used to do with Nixon Newell, isn't it? Gives Millie yeah, McKenzie yeah. a little bit of a rub. And yeah, I can, I can, in a Fight Club Pro setting, I can accept that with Pete. Yeah, definitely. I think that's fair enough. Okay, well, uh, moving on, we've just got uh, one other show note that we wanted to talk about. Not quite uh, British wrestling, but uh, European wrestling. Just a... Barcelona have got a, a promotion, uh, Riot Wrestling, and it kind of came across our, our radar this week, uh, mainly because of, of Team White Wolf, uh, the, currently the Attack Tag Team champions, Adam Chase and, and A-Kid. Um, Ollie, you managed to, to catch a, a couple of matches from Riot Wrestling, including uh, a tag match uh, with them against uh, Pedro and Americano, Leon Orden, mm-hmm. uh, and then a match against themselves as well. Uh, team White Wolf are a team that are, are making uh, some waves over the last year in, in, in British and European wrestling, and making a bit of a name for themselves aren't they yeah definitely the the iberian uh <laughs> sector is is getting bigger and obviously a kid and adam chase coming over here um winning the attack pro tag titles um also they had a dark match at wxw in london and they've been making various appearances impressing everyone OTT um, as well yeah definitely um and Obviously, Team White Wolf comes from White Wolf Wrestling, where I saw them have that singles match. And also, we watched the tag match from Riot Wrestling um, from Barcelona. So, yeah, <laughs> the Spain, Catalonia, Portugal region is is booming right now with Killer Kelly and <laughs> these guys. It's Yeah, it's cool to see more European stuff coming, you know, not just from Germany, but from other different places. And yes, we are British and we are aware that <laughs> Spain is not in the British Isles, but we will make an exception for these guys because they've, you know, they're title holders here, so <laughs> they're British to me, damn it. And yeah, yeah we... I think the, mo- the thing to say about these guys is that they are very modern pro wrestlers in every sense. Like, they're clearly very inspired by Will Ospreay and his style um, and, like, other guys of that ilk. Um, and it's, it's cool to see that them sort of bringing the Spanish fans what they want in that scenario like they're everywhere in the world there must be fans just like us who are seeking out this indie stuff where people are doing uh you know crazy moves and crazy matches but it aren't happening anywhere else and you know there's a need for that all over europe to more or less of an extent in country to country and it's cool that kid and chase are sort of on that ground floor in spain doing really cool matches and making a name for themselves worldwide, like Europe-wide, um, based on a style that has only become prevalent in the last few years. So it's interesting to see sort of that evolution of wrestling um, in places that don't really have a wrestling infrastructure. 
think it's just really cool to kind of yeah like you say see i mean i was watching this the tag match and kind of just look at it and think of the setup just felt so familiar yeah you think you think you're gonna tune into spanish slash catalan wrestling let's not get ourselves in trouble again ollie um, but it was the setup just felt so familiar it's a small building looks a bit like a community center that attack would run doesn't it um a bit of a crappy ring it was it was very much you know it was very much like maybe the the maybe a bit lower than attack but your lower end uh, Brit Res kind of thing. But what I noticed about the match was it was very much the makeup of the crowd was interesting. I, I was kind of trying yeah. to pick out was this a uh, the hardcore crowd? They seem to be big into the kind of they've got like comedy soldier gimmicks, haven't they? This uh, Pedro Murakano, who the uh, the White Wolf guys were taking on a uh, little bit uh, shindy kind of gimmicks, but the fans did seem into it. Um, and it just yeah it was just interesting to me to kind of watch this and see some some wrestling from a place you wouldn't normally see um and see the crowd kind of reacting to the big canadian destroyer spots and all the usual stuff in exactly the same way um it's cool (laughs) that there's you know there's something out there for for people in the region it almost made me think oh maybe next time i'm on holiday maybe i could uh slip out to barcelona (laughs) and and get some wrestling in yeah i i did enjoy also in that tag match but a canadian destroyer was the finish <laughs> <laughs> yes which i've never seen before <laughs> it, that only seems to PT happen williams <laughs> i was about to say yeah, it's only when pt williams was in there and the rest of the impact roster aren't allowed to use it anymore that, it, that, that move gets protected yeah. um but yeah i did think i mean team white wolf i saw them at last year's king of trios as well in wolverhampton um and i thought they looked really good there as well and they're, they're definitely that may be flying under some people's radars but as you said those appearances in wxw attack um ott fans seem to be high on them as well they've definitely got uh definitely got a, a little bit of a, a, a buzz going at the moment so they're definitely a, a team that people should be checking out awesome let's uh before we go we've got a, a couple of news notes to go through uh ring of honor have got their uk tour coming up it's the re-honor reunited tour they're in edinburgh doncaster and london they've started to announce some matches and they've put together this international cup i don't know whether this will this will be your thing ollie they've got uh kip Sabian, joe henry jimmy havoc and mark haskins are going to be representing the uk in that tournament it's probably difficult isn't it to find guys that aren't maybe attached to, to wwe and yeah. a couple of those guys are attached to itv um but yeah ring of honor mark haskins is somebody who's, who's not really been picked up by either of the you know the two big entities in the uk at the moment so kind of cool to see him getting some work with ring of honor yeah he's a good get for ring of honor like if they can bring him over back to the us and <laughs> do something with him he'd definitely be a big asset for them like he, he'd be one of their top stars really um if they can get a run with him mm. kip sabian's a cool name as well like i think in world of sport he could really do something because he mm. is he's he's not all persona he can wrestle definitely but he has definitely got that big persona which might translate quite well to sort of a tea time audience like i think kids would hate him and the, the adults would hate him as well I, I feel like the family can all uh unite in the hatred of someone like him so <laughs> he's very hateable isn't he i saw him at tuesday night grabs last week and it's a yeah, small he's room. like a love island heel <laughs> yes that's exactly it yeah he'll be absolutely perfect for for that setting yet he's in there against flip gordon on this roh tour as well yeah. which i think will be a... that should that could be sneaky good yeah exactly yeah it could be a good little match i mean the other uh matches that have been 
announced so far that definitely uh, made me interested in Doncaster. They've got the the Briscoes against Johnny Storm and Jody Fleisch, but in London, the Young Bucks against Johnny and Jody. That's Ooh, a match yeah. I never thought I'd see, and I think uh, <laughs> Johnny and Jody will be will be well up for that. And you'd imagine the Young Bucks have have seen their tapes and they'll be be up for that one too. Yeah, get out of that. That's <laughs> that's fairly special if you're into Johnny and Jody. <laughs> definitely um so yeah that that's all coming up with our, our ohs uh, on reunited tour in august also uh, going on at the moment we've had a few european names announced for the may young classic in wwe uh, we've also had some european names uh, announced for bowler uh let's look at the may young classic first um ollie we've got the uh, genie's been announced killer kelly and also uh, a name that might be familiar the former nixon yule uh, tegan knox um kind of cool to see uh her finally um, starting yeah, finally, to make some God, in WWE, it does. I mean, she's been unfortunately plagued by uh, injuries and, and other issues, but yeah, going to be great to see her there. And I think that uh, I think Genie is a character um, will get over in that setting. And I think we we waxed lyrical a lot about Killer Kelly early, but she's surely going to going to shine in this uh, in this environment. Yeah, I think she'll do a lot better than in NXT UK and give a proper appraisal for herself. Yeah, all three of them could could do really well here. Um, you know, and they obviously like Ginny, and she'll be part of NXT UK. Mm. And uh, Tegan Knox could make a serious run if they're gonna start pushing her properly in NXT proper. Mm. So you know, that that'll be exciting to see. Um, yeah, another good lineup for Britain and Europe to be repping in. Uh, the Mae Young Classic, as well as Tony Storm, of course. Definitely, yeah, yeah, that's it. We we count her as one of our own, even. Yeah, if, uh, yeah. <laughs> she she's part of Brit Res, I think that's the way to put it. Also, yeah. So as I mentioned, the uh, Bowler have announced uh, for PWG. They've announced some European names. A couple of surprises in there. I thought uh, Chris Brooks is in there. Um, yeah. Ilya Dragunov, Jody Fleisch, Travis Banks, and Walter. Um, again, you know, some some European names in there, but it really made the fact that they announced Ilya Dragunov. I do feel like. Uh, PWG or at least somebody involved in the booking over at PWG they really got the their ear to the ground oh, uh, yeah. on whose heart and I do think uh, it does feel like maybe uh, he's very much a uh, a lot of Brit Res fans are coming round to him, but in the US he's still somewhat unknown. Um, he's gonna gonna rock that uh, tournament, isn't he? I think he's gonna come out with a lot of people talking about him. Yeah, definitely. Like because he just doesn't have much international exposure at all. Like uh, you know, a lot of British fans may only know him from appearing in Progress and not even wrestling there. So I think he will really blow up that bowler. Like he's he's you know the, really the guy to keep an eye on. And getting Chris Brooks and Jody Fleisch in there as well, <laughs> two very fresh names who I think will do very well in bowler. Well, <laughs> Jody Fleisch obviously career mm. veteran, but fresh for bowler and yeah i think he'll be really up for it as well like that's a really fun bowler lineup in general not let alone the british guys um they, they've sort of gone gone a bit from left field and right field and the ends of the earth to, <laughs> to form it and it is a really fun lineup so i i think those guys will really thrive in it yeah, I think it says a lot about there's not too like you say not too many American names in no, there. No. It kind of says you know WWE coming in and they're hoovering up a lot of the <laughs> the big indie names. Uh, obviously, there's been stories this week about Matt Riddle getting uh, taken away as well. He's dropped out of bowler now, uh, but yeah, it's kind of cool to see so much European representation there. It says a lot about the the strength of our scene and uh, and who's about. 
Uh, brilliant, and that uh, pretty much brings us to the end of the show for, for this week. Uh, you'll be able to find us on Saturday, as I mentioned. Martin's going to be back, and we're going to be talking ITV's World of Sport re-debut. Can't wait for that one. Uh, trivia note, uh, apparently Dan Mouth-Lavransky from uh, the former Live Audio Wrestling apparently did the subtitles for the uh, the ITV broadcast. Uh, how weird is that? It was uh, outsourced, apparently. So, yeah, throw the subtitles on if you're going to be watching it along with <laughs> us. Uh, and then, yet yeah, to do... Uh, keep an eye out for our review show that night ollie uh anything to plug before we go uh just my twitter you can follow me at another ollie brilliant uh, you can find me on twitter at benson richard e and just a, a quick fl- plug from me if you want the the best uh new japan g1 coverage on the internet do subscribe to the post wrestling patreon john and way um are doing daily uh, recaps which are absolutely fantastic there's some great stuff from voices of wrestling as well but if you fancy some extra coverage uh, i'm doing weekly recaps on the indycorner.com you can check me out over there and, uh, and get my thoughts on the tournament as well uh, but yep that's pretty much it for now we'll uh, be back again on saturday Thanks again for listening.